Well, it is officially U.S. Open week on the Big Deed Podcast, so you know what that means? I'm lacing up the driver. Before I bring in today's guest, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page, where you don't know if we're uh, more conservative with the iron off the off the tee, taking the three road, or maybe once in a while using the driver. Also, uh, check out the Big Deed Podcast for all your audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So, uh, back to cover the U.S. Open and my golfing buddy from the U.K., Tom. So, uh, Tom, can you believe it? It's uh, U.S. Open weekend. We're heading to Hollywood. You know what that Yeah, We do. We uh, Look, I, I can't believe we're already talking about the third major of the year, Dylan. Um, feels like a long time ago now that we said John Rahm was going to win Augusta. Um, you were on Brooks, right, at the PGA? So, you know, happy days there. Uh, Victor Hovland second for me, so not so happy days. And Rose should definitely have done better. Um, he's in contention right now at the Canadian Open as we speak. Um, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be it's, it's an exclusive golf course. We don't know a ton about it. We, we've we got our best guesses in mind, and we know that the old Playboy Mansion overlooks 13th and 14th at, uh, at this course. But, um, yeah, plenty to look forward to this week. Yeah, obviously the big golfing point and uh, golfing talking point in golf this week has been the PGA Live and DP World Tour merging. It's if you haven't heard of it, it's been a, the number one story in golf, Tom. So, what's your view on it? And to me, it almost looks like the PGA Tour, like Jay Monahan, really, really just absolutely hit the skids with this one like literally everything that could go wrong for him did because now you lose credibility but he lost so many top golfers to the other two it seems like he could have done this five years ago the offer was there to do what he's done right now five years ago and that doesn't look good when he's basically fought against it, battled against it, said everything he said against uh, Liv and the public investment fund and then just surrendered to it anyway. So um, it's what he said and what he's done over the past 18 months that's really um, seen the backlash. I feel probably a little bit sorry for the players that didn't take the money in the end because I don't think their loyalty has been rewarded. We're yet to find out maybe whether that changes. I don't think it means a ton for us, Dylan. I think we just see more of the best golfers in the world more regularly. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned uh, Roy McIlroy because I feel like from a golfing, from a golfer standpoint, he's gone through more day, more pressure than anybody because he's been he he's been one of not the most outspoken anti-live golfers, and I feel like being outspoken has hurt Roy because we've seen Roy not necessarily perform to his best. He he didn't. He didn't perform the Sunday at the U.S. Open. He uh, lost the Open Championship to Cam Smith, where literally he could not make a putt, and then yep. missed the cut. Missed missed the cut at Augusta, right? Yep. Yeah, he did. Yep. And not really, and then not really a threat at the PGA. So, no, he's he's definitely start. He's definitely struggled, and people talk about how good a form he was in going into. And the final round, going into Augusta, and he wasn't, I didn't think. I thought he was struggling in the bigger events. I think, you know, he had that win in Europe that he focused on. But, you know, I, I think that he's been struggling for a long time. And you can just tell by his face and his expressions that he knows he's been played. 
Um, so I can see why he struggled. It's whether he bounces back from that with a win in Canada tonight um, and then plays it into a big performance, I guess, at the PGA. Uh, the US Open, sorry, this week. I mean, we'll say this for Roy. He has performed better and was good in final round. The PGA was really good at the Memorial Threat in Canada, but then again, Roy is always a threat in Canada. So we'll see what happens next week. Uh, when you think U.S. Open, what are three rules that come to mind? Three rules. You've got you to gotta hit it. Well, it's been, you've got to hit it far, you've got to hit it straight, and you've got to um, be good around the greens. I don't know if you're going to have to hit it as long this time around. I do think you're going to have to be slightly straighter. I know they've been talking about maybe it's a little bit like Masters where you can be a little bit offline again. That's going to play into certain players' hands. Um, but yeah, just USJs, they're going to set up tough. They're going to grow the rough where they can. The one thing here, Dylan, this like where it's California where people talk about Riviera and Torrey Pines, it's not Kakuya grass. It's not um, bent grass in the in the rough. It's um, Bermuda and it's bent grass greens, pure bent grass greens, no power. So um, slightly different, maybe California course than what you used to. Yeah, usually you think uh, you think polar greens, especially at poor greens or maybe smaller greens like you would see at a pebble. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna, it's gonna be interesting. Like what his talk was about. Max Homer and how good he was uh, in California and how it's going to be a perfect venue for him. But oh, wait like... a minute, you, 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 wait a minute. I thought it was hey for horses. It's H, H for horses. It's H for Homer in Hollywood. Right? Yeah, exactly that. But if it if it plays nothing like Riviera and Torrey Pines, then what are we talking about here? Like he's not been good in majors, and if it's nothing like those courses, he may struggle. We're going to find out whether the the. California thing is a golf course agronomy thing for him or just being close to home. If it's just being close to home, he could have a good week. Well, I mean, if that were the case, then Xander Shelfy would win every former insurance slash yeah. US Open in San Diego, right? Yeah, but he can't do it. So uh, obviously, first event in LA, first major in LA since '95. But this event did host the 2017 Walker Cup, and there are a couple of prominent players who, especially Americans who played there: Scotty Scheffler, Colin Morikawa, my guy Will Zalatoris, who I would have picked for this Open, but can't. But back injury, so can't play. Doggone it! I wanted him to win this tournament mm-hmm. so bad. Do you think a little like Matt Fitzpatrick at last year's U.S. Open where he won the U.S. Amateur at Brookline, does it help that those guys played? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I think I think it only strengthens Scotty Scheffler's case that he knows the place, but it's not going to play like it did at the Walker Cup. It's not going to play like it did in the 2012 or 2013 Pac-12 Championships where Max Homer hit a 61. So, um it's a different golf course. It's set up by the USGA. It's going to be different. I mean, yes and no, but I mean, it helps if you have good, good fond memories. I mean, we saw what happened with Fitz last year. It seemed like yeah. if it was a U.S. Open, a U.S. Amateur, Walker Cup, Fitz fell in love with the course. There were certain courses you played well at. Yeah. No, you're right. It, it could do. And if it does, then so be it. If it does it for, you know, Max Homer, then great. Um, I will just whatever. I'll be taking a different different type of uh, point of view on it. I think.
What do you think course similarities wise or correlating courses we like to call them? Which which courses would you be looking at? I think it's really tough for LA Country Club, but which ones would you be looking at? I'm I'm going all over the map here. I mean, people are gonna say Riviera because Riviera and LA Country Club are basically what a pitching wedge apart, but I'm not sure on what you look at. Both designed by George Thomas as well. I'd look maybe Tory Pines, especially U.S. Open layout, but I think you look a bit of Tory, a bit of Riviera, but I also look at two venue, at three venues which Gil Hans redesigned the 2020 U.S. Open at Wingfoot, last year's PGA and U.S. Open course. I think it's going to be a bit of Wingfoot, a bit of a bit of Southern Hills, a bit of Brookline together. Together with an ounce of with an ounce of fans. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, look, if it's a, if it's a little bit like wing foot in the twenty twenty thing, I'm going to be happy because one of my picks later on that we're going to talk about uh, certainly did well there. Um, let me get, let me guess. I, let me guess. Oh, his initials BD. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they maybe. Um, Shinnecock as well. Maybe twenty eighteen. There's a little bit of that in there, and there's been a lot of talk about it being similar to Augusta. In terms of what you can do with the tee, yeah, I I've heard like I've heard from a couple of people that Lake Country Club could be the quote unquote Shinnecock of the West. There you go. I mean, what do we think of when Shinnecock? That was a Brooks Cup year, wasn't it? That was a crap fest of a golf course, if you ask me. Like I remember Brooks hit a shot like ten feet from the ten feet from the hole, and it went in the bunker, literally. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, that was an interesting golf course, and there was a, a lot of uh, thing there. But when you look at it, Brooks, Tommy, Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, Xander was sick there. Tyrrell Hatton was sick there. Uh, Justin Rose top ten. Do we have to talk about Justin Rose again for a third major this year. Oh God! Somebody, somebody, give me, somebody, give me the ball back after he finishes T six. <laughs> so. I mean, you coming into this year, a lot of people would have envisioned the big three being Scotty Scheffler, John Rom, and Roy Mackerel. Well, John Rom won Augusta, Scotty Scheffler's won the Waste Management and Players Championship. But who would the third golfer be? Is Roy Mackerel in the the third golfer in the big three, or is somebody some plan in him? Brooks now, isn't it? Second and first of the two major championships, all that matters to him. Uh, he he's probably the one. Or I'm going to put Victor Hovland in there. That's your two choices. Actually, I have Hovland because you look at the last three majors. Hovland's been there, and eventually, I mean, you knew a win was going to come for Hovland. The fact you won Memorial doesn't doesn't bother me. In fact, it makes me more excited because I think he's going to win a major this year. I, mean, I, I think I think he's going to win too. <laughs> I think he's going to win this and Hoylake. So, um, look, let, let's talk about why Hovland's going to win this major. When you look at the the recent trends of US Open champions, so the last four have all been first-time major winners. So Fitzpatrick, Rahm, DeChambeau, Woodland, all winning their first majors. They all had a top 10 or top 8 finish in their most recent start at the PGA. Fifth for Fitz, eighth for Ram, fourth for DeChambeau, eighth for Woodland. Where was Victor Hovland? Second. Where was he at the Masters? So, you know, you add all those things in. 
I can't see Fossil. The only problem that I have with Hovland here is that I think he's better when you've got open, when you've got wider fairways, which of course would have wider fairways for an open center compared to some of these other courses. But I feel like for Hovland, his best route to win a major is the open championship. We saw what happened in St. Andrews last year. I mean, I don't think anybody would be surprised if Hovland won the U.S. Open. But it would be, but it would be fascinating to see. Yeah, I mean, it's more just hopeful. Like I've been, like, I've just been, I've just thought completely differently about Hovland since the Masters. Since he played so well at St Andrews, carried it over to the Masters, I just thought this is a different golfer. This is a person who's ready to win major championships. Almost paid it off for me at the PGA. Didn't, um, didn't. I imagine there's probably one of those other three golfers for you um, that stands out. Yeah, I mean, wait, could you rephrase the question, please? So of the, of the three players that we talked about there, Hovland, Rahm, and Scheffler, I imagine the one of the others is one that you want to talk about the most. Oh, definitely definitely Scheffler, because Scotty Scheffler has been so consistent. Like, a bad week for Scotty Scheffler is like T10, T12. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't remember somebody ball striking this well at all at all recently. The only question with Scotty Scheffler is can he bleep and get an average putting weekend? Because if Scotty Scheffler puts together a really good putting week, forget about it. Yeah, I mean the end is, even if he just loses two strokes on the greens, he's gonna win. That's the scary part. It's a scary all this talk that we can have about all these different players that I think could potentially win. If Scotty Scheffler has a very average putting week, he will win. So there we go. I've got here's an interesting one. You know, everybody's going to think of Scotty Hovland. Could John Rahm be forgotten? Because I mean, yeah, he won the match. I can't believe the guy who won the Green Jacket might be forgotten about this week. But I mean, I John just... Rahm won the last U.S. Open at Times. Yeah. I feel like Toy California is a better golf is better golf for Rahm than New York was. It's funny how I. It's funny how like I didn't like Rom for Oak Hill, but love him here. While I love Brooks for Oak Hill, I don't love Brooks for this golf course. I, I'd rather I'd rather bet Brooks than Rom. I think I'd rather bet. I think I'd rather have Rom than Brooks. I think I think Rom's gone some way. I, he was really good at ball striking wise at Memorial, but I just. I just think there's something about him. I don't know if it's just getting that Masters win has just seen him call off a little bit. I don't know if there's this kind of live dis- disruption that's going on with him right now. But for some reason, I think there's just something about John Rahm. I was so, so confident about him at the Masters. And I feel so the other way about him right now at the, the US Open. So if he wins, then great. I mean, he's already he's won the last US Open in California. So, you know, what more do you need? So obviously, Tom, uh, we we all over the place with numbers, guys. We'd like so. Uh, what all your bets looking like this Sunday afternoon? Yeah. So at the moment, I'm definitely going to be on Victor Hovland. There's, there's no question about that. I did bet Tyrrell Hatton at fifty to one during the Canadian Open. Um, I think I'm going to go with Justin Rose again for a third major championship in a row. And at some point, that man is going to pay me back. But I think Bryson at fifty to one. I think I think you've got to do it. 
like he was fourth at the PGA. He's playing better on live. He was accurate and long at PGA Championship at Oak Hill. We know, as you've already mentioned about Gil Hands and redesigning wing foot, what he can do in a USGA setup. He was actually really like he was in prime position to defend that US Open as well. He was in the fourth place going into the final round at Torrey Pines and blew up with a 77. I think Fryson is uh is a great bet this week. Um I mean, I don't like taking favorites, but I think Scotty Scheffler is a little like Rom and Augusta. I think Scotty Scheffler's worth considering. Yeah. Uh, a couple guys I did not think would be I did not ever think would be thirty five to one at the U.S. Open. You're telling me that Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson are both thirty five to one at the U.S. Open. Sign me up. I know, I know Justin Thomas couldn't couldn't fall couldn't hit water if he fell off a boat right now. But give me one half weight decent ball striking and putting week from. Thomas and I feel like everybody's lost with DJ, but this is his. He's a California guy. This is a course. I, I, go ahead. I'm just I'm just so down on DJ right now. Like, I I think he peaked at the Masters and he's really not done an awful lot in majors outside of the Open since then. Um, I know he's got a great US Open record. I know he's good in California. I just don't think he's playing well enough. Justin Thomas. You've got to have something major turnaround for him as well. So I think they're in the right place in the market, even though at the start of the season, if you thought you could get 35 to 1 or 40 to 1 about either of those two golfers in the major, you'd snap people's hands off, I think. I mean, you told me that Justin Thomas and Justin Rose were the same number going into the US Open. I, I, I would I would have put my. I, I, you, you'd be uh, crazy, but I think I would take. Either guy, I think Bryson, depending on what you could get, 45, 50. How about, I know, I know Riviera and LA Country Club are different golf courses, are different tests, but Adam Scott at 70, the one is very interesting. And he's just pretty good in major championships and US Opens, right? Adam Scott, like he has the game that you want. He's, he's long and straight or long enough and straight enough. Um, and he just seems to have a little bit of a renaissance right now, you know. If he could, if he could only make a few putts, but it seems to be he's putting okay at the moment. It's actually more like it for a long time, it was his ball striking that was letting him down. I think in the end at Memorial, it was a putter again that kind of cost him, but um, no, Memorial, he putted really well. It was the approach that let him down at Memorial, so he's he was approach was great at the PGA, wasn't so good on, on the greens, and then the other way around at Memorial, so it's just. It's just piecing the two things together at the moment for Adam Scott. And then another guy who won Riviera a couple of years ago, Joaquin Neiman at 80 to 1. Yeah, I can't get that. I get it, but there's not enough similarities between Riviera and here to, to worry about it. And he's just not playing probably well enough. I mean, I mean, I mean, how many got I mean, how many got Long shots will win the US Open. I mean, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, maybe I'm... Siwoo Kim, maybe. Uh, who's the. Uh... Siwoo si Kim and Mito Pereira are the two I was looking at there. Maybe the uh, other Kim, maybe uh, the other Kim at 100 to 1 or 120, 125. Yeah. I mean, the other people are liking long shots. I quite like Denny McCarthy. I think he's quite interesting. He was seventh. Thought he won the Memorial last week. I thought I he went for a while until. I know seventh, seventh for last year's US Open, 29th for the PGA, just gone. Uh, I think he could play well here. And Patrick Rogers 
always makes cuts in the US Open. So he's not a, a cut maker in DraftKings. Uh, Patrick Rogers is your guy. George Thomas also designed the Stanford College Golf Course as well. So there's that to it. Okay, okay. If you like one Patrick, how about another Patrick? How about Patrick Reed at 80 to 1? I mean, has anybody seen what he's done the first two majors this year? Like, literally, I've not seen five seconds of Patrick Reed. No, and he's doing well, isn't he? Um, I just didn't see him being a US Open guy. I just don't see yeah. it, um, despite the fact that he was Captain America for a long time. Um, who knows? Uh, I don't I don't really have a beat on Patrick Reed right now, other than he's Cheap in DraftKings is what I would say. Who do you think's going to be the? Um, I mean, I'm not sure you play defense like I do, but who would be some guys you would be talking in DK wise, not bets, but DFS? Uh, so I love Bryson in the range. I love uh, Denny McCarthy. I love Patrick Rogers. Podrick Harrington, I think, is interesting at 6600. I think there's some interest there. Um, to, to kind of, I think you you're really struggling once you get past the the seven k range to make some confident picks. So you're gonna to have to take some chances, and I think Podrick Harrington's at like sixty six hundred. Just come off a runner up finish at Senior PGA Championship. He's been playing well. I think he's tenth at the Valero. He made the cut uh, Bay Hill on the Honda. So he's playing competitive golf. It was in contention in Europe earlier in the year at Abu Dhabi. So I think Harrington at sixty six hundred is interesting. I'm looking. I'm looking at the low nines. I think Charles uh, Haddon's a really interesting, yeah, interesting He's guy. I mean, Tony Fino is always going to be popular, but has DJ Justin Johnson ever been cheaper for a major than this one? I don't. Not know. not that I can remember, but I think it's it's valid, right? I think he's a guy that can win you the he can win you DraftKings this week, but I I just have no faith. Zero. Hmm. So you're basing it more on current form. I'm basing yeah. California. Yeah, California and US Open form. I don't think it's a bad idea. I just I don't think you can come into the US Open trying to find your game, and that's what DJ's gonna have to do. All right, Tom. You know I am a trivia savant. You have you seemingly have tried forever and ever to fool me. So what do you have up your sleeve today? Okay, so Tiger Woods famously wins the US Open at Pebble Beach, right? Ernie Els was one of the runner-ups at that Pebble Beach US Open win. Who was the other? Thomas Bjorn? No, but it was in that kind of that kind of ilk, European, older. If it's Padraig Harrington, I'm going to be annoyed. It, it, it wasn't Padraig Harrington, no, no, no. No, you were close to it, Thomas Bjorn. Uh, how many Ryder Cups did he play in? That's another trivia question in itself. I don't know. He played in a few. He played in a few. Did he ever win it? Well, did he ever win him? It wasn't Lee Westwood, right? It wasn't Westwood. No, and he never won a major championship. Best finish in a major was that runner-up finish in 2000. Uh, I would have taken away the other guy I would have been thinking about. Hmm. Have I finally stumped you? What country is he from? Well, I'll tell you I'll tell you first how many Ryder Cups he, he's played in four Ryder Cups. When was the last one? He 2000, 2010. At Celtic Manor. 
Oh. And in that in that Celtic Manor Ryder Cup, he beat Bubba Watson four and three in a singles on Sunday. That doesn't help matters because I know the US couldn't the US couldn't win a Ryder Cup on European soil. Oh boy. Where's he from? Spain. That doesn't that doesn't <laughs> That doesn't help because Sergio, but he, it couldn't have been him. It couldn't have been Ola Dabo, but... Hmm. Who, who, who comes in between those two guys? Miguel on... Miguel on Jimenez? He was in. He was second behind Tiger Woods. So we think about you, all should these... have just said, you should have just said he was smoking a cigar. Would have yeah, well, I could have said that, and then you'd have got the answer. That's why I wanted to test you. I wanted to catch you out once. Um, and then the other one is which is the California course? So we're in California again this uh, this week. Which California course has hosted the US Open the most times? Uh, the Olympic Club. No, that was one of the three options, but it's not the right one. Uh, Pebble. Pebble Beach. Correct. Seventy-two, so I... eighty-two, ninety-two, two thousand, twenty ten, twenty nineteen. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes because I don't know, but that sounds right. And I know who won all and I know who won all the US Open, Sarah. Jack in 72, Watson in 82, Tom Watson. Yep. Uh Tom Kine in 92, Tycoon 2000, Rand McDowell 2010, and Gary Woodland 2019. Wow. I mean the the points you lost for taking 27 guesses at Miguel and him as you got back by reading off that kind of knowledge. So um, I can't quite stump you on the historical facts, but I did get you for once. I did manage to, to stump you on a question. I've I've got one for you. I've got no chance, but go. You might be able to get this. This is it's more recent. It's okay. More, uh 2005, 2006. Two guys from down under won consecutive US opens. Who were they? Five in two thousand six. Jeff Ogilvy. Correct. Two thousand and five. What else does he want? He won the HSBC World Match Play Championship that same year. Same year. That's one of those, that's one of my clues. It doesn't really help you, isn't it? Um, from down under, so it's not necessarily it's not necessarily Australia. Then it could be both. No, it is us. No, it is us. Because Michael Campbell well, is from... actually it's actually it is not Australian. He is from So it's, so from... it's Mike it's Michael Campbell. Yes. Got it. Got it. And that was at Pinehurst against Tiger Woods. Dang it! <laughs> you fooled me with the with the down under. That's how you got me. I can't remember I couldn't remember that far back because it was way too late to be like anyone from like 
past years and obviously Norman never did it and then Scott wasn't winning majors that early. So yeah, that's what that's what tripped me. I mean Steve Falconton won the last major in LA in ninety five. Was that the PGA? Yep. Riffiero. Hmm. How before uh Justin Rose won in two thousand and thirteen, who was the last European winner of the US Open? Hmm. So from nineteen seventy one to two thousand and thirteen, there were there was no European winners. So who was the one that won it in nineteen seventy? Only Jacqueline. Tony Jacqueline. Bonus points if you can tell me how many strokes he won it by. Eight, seven, not far off. That's pretty wild. That took that long, and then all of a sudden we've had an influx of European winners. Because you've had uh, Justin Rose. Rose. No, so obviously no. It was up until Rose. Graham. At, it was Graham McDowell, wasn't it? Sorry, it wasn't Justin Rose. It was Graham McDowell in twenty ten. Won at uh, Pebble, didn't he? And then, and then Rory we, won it, and then Rory twenty eleven. Yeah, so it wasn't Justin Rose. It was it was just before that. Um, so I flumped the question a little bit, but we've had McDowell, Rory, Rose, Keimer, John Rahm, Matt Fitzpatrick since two thousand and ten. Yeah, at this rate, at this rate, no one knows where it's going to come from. Might be down under. Might be your neck towards. Might be my neck. It's going to be Victor Hovland. This this the European takeover. I'm telling you. Oh, I mean. By the way, one of my. By the way, I'm an FTC golfer. One of my FTC golfers is going to be at the Open. You imagine if he won? I don't think he will. But if he won, there'd be a party down my way, right? Who's that? Uh, there's an FGCU golfer competing at the uh, who qualified for the Open. I don't know yeah. the name on the top of my head. Huh. Cool. Be good. Good storylines to look out for there, right? Who do you think, forgetting all of the stuff that we've just talked about, all of the ins and outs, we do this every year, Dylan, every week, every major, who wins? One and done. You've only got one choice. Who is it? Scotty Scheffler's going to win the US Open. It's about time. His ball striking has been too darn good. And if he gets one average or above average putting week, nobody in the world will come close to him. Book it. Are you putting for him? Is that what's happening? Because I don't know. You won't need a putter this week. <laughs> He's just going to hold out everything. He's that good now. So he's green. He'll just hold out everything. Uh, my one and done, Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland is going to get that major after coming so close in. You know, he's been in the, the final group, the penultimate group, and the final group of the last three majors. If it wasn't for Brooks Kepka, he would have won the last one. He's now won at Memorial. He's going to win this year's Open. And he's going to go to Hoylake and win that as well. He's going to be a two-time major champion by the end of 2023. If he can avoid hitting the ball in the bunker, if we allow... Uh, the the, the barranca, as they call it this week, at the uh, Los Angeles Country Club. I mean, I mean, you saw that one shot at 16. Well, literally, you could not hit the ball. You He could not hit the ball. No. No. That hurt all my hopes and dreams, but there we go. It is what it is. I don't think he was going to win anyway, so I'm not too upset. Hey, I'm hoping we get like 25, 30 to 1 at the open, right? Yeah. He's going to win it. 
He's definitely going to win the Open. So it's whether you think he's going to win this one or not. All right, Tom. Uh, the things are getting a little spicy between us. So hopefully uh, things go well and uh, we and uh, we make it rain. Uh, rain just like the golfers make it rain with a few birdies this weekend. Especially in, in Hollywood. It's not a bad place to make it rain, is it? <laughs>